Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you're a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. And since it is an episode ending in eight, we have Mike Michalowicz joining us, the author of Profit First and his latest book, Get Different. Welcome back to the podcast, Mike. Danielle, I cannot wait for number eight because it is great. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That, that's why we put you on episodes ending in yeah, eight. Yeah, for the rhymes, you're for great. the cheapo rhymes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive in. Um, do you want to take the first email from your inbox? Sure. Sure. This came in from Nick. It's a sh- quick one. It says, hey, Mike, I am on board to hear you out and make a change. So far, you've been hitting a few nerves and it's painful. Let's see how this all resolves. This is from Nick. And this was right when he was digging into the process. You know, it, it, as when that email came in, um, what resonates with me is it's probably the lead in to half or more than half of the people that reach out to me say, this is painful. It hits a few nerves. Oh my gosh, this is me. Um, some people are like, are you a peaking Tom? How did, how did you know that my life is like this? And uh, what the reality is, is this is sadly the norm for most businesses is that we're not profitable, that we are surviving check by check and we're just getting by. But also what's interesting about that phenomenon that most businesses are just getting by, most businesses just get by month in and month out, year in and year out, like for a long period of time. And if you really peel that onion back, if you really look at what we're saying here is most businesses know how to survive up to whatever dollar they make. Because over those months and years, sometimes I make more, sometimes I make less, but they still kind of adjust and just float by. That is Parkinson's law. Every dollar coming in is accounted for and spent. And when no money comes in, we find a way not to spend it. Now, you gotta be careful of credit cards and debt um, because that's a new source of money. We will very quickly max out those lines because now the money's available, Parkinson's law, and we'll be stuck. That The reason I think Nick feels this way that I'm hitting a few nerves in the book and that's painful is because his journey is the same as, as everyone else's. And if it is the same as everyone else's, the great news is the solution is the same that serves everyone else. What Profit First does is it leverages Parkinson's law to your advantage. So yes, you still will spend every dime, but we're going to make less dimes available to you. By hiding some of that money that comes in away from you and giving you less to run off of, you will automatically adjust that new quote-unquote norm. And as a result, you'll spend less, you'll have profit left over. 
And uh, it may be painful because it's resonating with Nick and I'm sure other people listening in right now, but the solution is already in the challenge you have. You're already doing it right. We just need to put the profit first system in place to leverage that right behavior you have and you will become permanently profitable. And, you know, anytime you make a transformation, uh, you know, and, and, and you're transforming your business from, you know, kind of honestly, most businesses are operating like an ostrich with their head buried in the sand and just la, 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 la when it comes to their financials. But when you decide to pluck your head out of the sand and make the transformation from being operating check to check out of one banking account to implementing profit first and putting yourself on the path to permanent profitability, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable to step outside of your comfort zone in that dark space where you've been hiding your head in the sand. But right. but you've got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. This is how you grow. This is how you make things better. You've got to you've got to do something. You can't just keep doing the status quo. So, if it's striking the nerves and it's a little bit painful, you're doing the right thing because you're doing what needs to happen and needs to happen now. So, congratulations, Nick. All right, our next email. Hey, Mike, hope all is well. My name is Rick. Maybe I should do this in a lower voice. I own and run a golf apparel e-commerce business called Proud90.com. We focus on creating fun and exciting golf apparel for people who just want to go out and have a good time on the course. We are a young company about a year in the making so far and have definitely been caught in the sales cures all trap. We are currently at about $150,000 per month in sales, but rarely see any profit. The plan so far has been to acquire customers at any means necessary with the hope that once we have enough return customers, it will outweigh our new customer acquisition costs and we will be profitable. I know there is a better way and I'm excited to continue reading on through your book to see how we can begin being profitable now. We are committed to becoming permanently profitable and look forward to the journey of getting there. Cheers, Rick. You know, Danielle, not every customer is equal. Not all customers are good. And I would say for Proud90, his, his golf apparel business, just like any other business, we could do an analysis of existing customers. And what you'll identify is that the minority of customers represent the majority of profitability and revenue. And when you see this, you see that all customers are not created equal. The risk, though, is the cost to acquire a customer um, may be the same across the board, or perhaps the customers that are of less value, meaning they spend less with you, may even take more effort to acquire them or more costs. Maybe to get those people in, you need to run a discount or 50% off day or somehow encourage them to come in in an inspired moment. But those things means that we're, we, we have to discount, aka make less margin or maybe even a loss to acquire those customers. But those customers, if you're doing something to uh, attract them by reducing your price, means that they're inherently price shoppers. So now we're making an effort to acquire customers that want to spend less money with us because we attracted them by offering them to acquire you know, apparel with less money. And now that's the customer we're attracting. So those customers won't come back until the next sale comes on, or uh, they'll they'll be in the the back rack where your inventory is going stale to get the discount. Conversely, there's certain customers who pay a premium. The analogy I use is kind of like um, a specialist doctor. If if you have heart disease or something, I suspect you're not going to go to your general practitioner and say, "Hey, can you 
do some heart surgery for me. They've never done this before. When, when you have a life-threatening situation, we will seek out the specialist that can resolve that, the doctor who knows how to fix this. And we want to make sure that she's done this hundreds or thousands of times before for the assurity that they can save our lives. Well, in any business, Golf Apparel 2, there's a small portion of customers who see the use of your services, or in this case, products, as life-saving or life-altering. Like, you know, I want maybe the apparel that fits me or feels extremely comfortable or is stylish or a combination of all of the above, or I just want to feel catered to in the store. That, that part of the experience I have with golf is extended by my shopping experience, and I want to be consistent with that. Those customers will actually seek you out. You would never go to your heart surgeon and say, hey, you know, I know I'm dying here, but can you, can you whittle down the price a little bit? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, you, you say, okay, let's get this process done. But you, but you will, your general practitioner says, you know, we got to change that $50 copay to, to a couple thousand dollars for me to make some money here. You're not going to continue to go to that general practitioner. They're exchangeable. You'll see the scenarios play out over and over again. Next time you board an airline or an airplane, look at the 20% sitting in front, first class, uh, and everyone else. Those people sitting in first class are paying a premium to get there, or they're being quote-unquote upgraded because they've already paid a premium by spending so much money with that business. So they're, getting, they're, they're being enticed to keep spending more. Those people up front are spending more than the people in the back. Stop walking to the back of the plane and saying, hey, I got this premium thing. Who, who wants in? Go to the people in front. So what I challenge you, Rick, to do is uh, congratulations on, on being aware uh, that you're in the sales cures all trap, that selling anything to anybody will serve your business. It never does. And it is a trap. What I invite you to do is the first step is let's evaluate who your best existing customers are because those are the people we want to clone. Once you know who your best customers are, find out where they go, congregate, and interview them and say, you know, where else do you go? Where's your favorite golf uh, locations or resorts? Or are you in the club? Or where do you else you participate? Learn from those people where they go and you'll find more people like them. That's where you need to make yourself present. If, if they're going to the, the golf club, you know, one popular golf club um, that your ideal clients are gathering at and the other clubs aren't as... Uh, have are, are not effective gathering points, go to that one where people are gathering and get the word out there. See if you can strike up a, a, an arrangement with that club, but do something to be in front of the right avatar. And they already are under your nose. You just need to evaluate them and distinguish them and find out where they're gathering. And you know, the whole 80, 20 is it's, it's an amazing phenomenon. So the Pareto principle that 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your businesses. I mean, I do this all the time and I continually actually do this with our own businesses is, you know, look at our our sales and, you know, where is it coming from? And sometimes it's not exactly, you know, 20% of our customers. Sometimes it's 23% of our customers or 24% of our customers, but it's in that general 20% range. So it's almost uncanny. It, I, I mean, it, it, it works for anything and everything. It's, it's crazy. Um, and so anyone, Rick and everyone else listening who has customers, we challenge you to, you know, do an analysis of your customers and see, you know, if you take the top 20% of your customers, 
you know, how much revenue are they producing for you? Probably 80%. And like Mike said, okay, that's where you need to go deeper. That's where you need to build out your customer base and find more. And it's interesting because you don't stop there. You keep doing it every year. And it just, that's how you really grow the profitability of your business, not by just trying to sell to anyone and everyone at any price. So awesome. Good job, Rick. All right, we've got our next one. This came from Gary. He said, hi, Mike. I just watched the entire video book on Profit First. It was awesome. I am a 32-year-old CPA, and I am ending my first year of running my own part-time business. By the end of 2022, I'm going to quit my day job and go full-time as a sole proprietor. In the last six years, my wife and I paid over $658,000 of non-mortgage debt. We are debt-free, excluding our mortgage. Our next goal is to save six months of our monthly household budget in our rainy day fund, or oh shit account as you call it. (laughs) My question is, in addition to our rainy day fund, I'd like to have six months in my business vault account before I make the transition to full-time. Does the business vault account include profit, salary, tax, and OPEX, or is it just six months OPEX, or is it six months of OPEX and owner's comp? We have a two-year-old, another baby on the way. I want to make sure I have a good plan before I make the leap. Thank you, and I love your products. Cheers, Gary. So uh, Gary uh, highlighted the fact there is a video book out there. There's a company called Lit, L-I-T, and uh, oh my gosh, the domain slips my mind. I think it's litvideo.com. But what they're doing is they're being the innovators in books that traditionally have three formats. You have print copies, you have audio versions, and you have the e-copies, if you will, for Kindle and like platforms. And uh, they're trying to make another category, a video book, which maybe is like a masterclass, but it's revolves only around the book. So you actually hear the book content presented in a new way, um, a different format of video, but it's the same original content. So it's not superfluous information. It's, it's, true to the core book. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and I love Gary's commitment with his wife to eradicate so much debt and going debt free. One thing that's interesting in, in at least how I interpret this is they are highly adverse to debt, uh, and taking great steps to eradicate it. It also means that the comfort Gary may have in starting this new business and the reserves you must have may be different than you and me. Um, the straight up training from OPEX from uh, profit first is to have the OPEX three to six months of reserves in the op OPEX um, equivalent in your vault account. So if you spend, spend say $10,000 a month for your operating expenses, we need to have $30,000 to $60,000 reserved in the vault. The idea behind this is if the business um, has a cold stop, that now you have three to six months of runway where you can use this to cover the expenses. It doesn't cover the owner's componentry. Um, so if you want to go further, you could save all expenditures, the operating expenses of the business plus your own compensation and even your tax liabilities, and put that into a vault account. And of course, you can go, instead of six months, you could do a year or something. But there's a certain point where there's diminishing returns. 
And when I was researching for this book, I found that diminishing return was about three months of OPEX. Every business I studied, there was none that went to a cold stop and had to sustain its expenses. There were some that went to a cold stop. They lost um, a marquee client um, that carried 8% of their revenue, and they, they had to stop the business overnight. Um, those businesses were, were way too heavily vested in one client. Um, but most often it was an industry slowdown. So they would lose uh, their, their normal revenue. Uh, it would drop by 20% and then drop again by 10% the next month and then 5% and then 20%. They had these kind of slowdowns. There will be indicators that the business is slowing down. And what I fully expect and what business owners do is you don't keep things running the way they were when things slow down. You have to make adjustments. So the OPEX, it's unlikely that when the business slows down that you will keep spending the same level. You may continue to spend at the same level for a month just to see if it bounces back. But once you have an indication it's not bouncing back, you must make those hard decisions of thinning out your costs. But then the remaining money in the OPEX can stretch longer because you're spending less. So this is a question about your own tolerance, uh, your own risk aversion. And for me, a three-month OPEX reserve is it's comfortable. Six months is optimal. And that's where I am, just OPEX. But for you, it could be six months of all accounts or, or a year. I just challenge you not to go so far that it starts numbing you to pain. You also want to feel that. When there's a problem in the business, but there's enough money to carry you forward, are you going to respond to that pain the business is having? And perhaps if you have too much money saved up, you'll ignore pain and not adjust your business accordingly. That's the balance that we have to strike. That's a great point. I mean, it's almost like we could have done a whole episode now. I look at this email. So number one, the video book is amazing. It's really cool, especially for people who are visual learners, because you have the visuals there, like you see profit first in action in this video book format. So I think it's awesome. And I'm so excited that they've got this new format of books. And, and it's a great job, Mike, on that. But um you know, I just want to point out in case it just was missed in the nuances of the original email that this individual has an existing business and, you know, they're kind of working it part time. So it's not like they're going to, you know, have to have this vault account to start their business. It's just their comfort level in in going full, full time right. in it. But to Mike's point, you know, about the pain and and if you have too much cushion, you know, you, you'll become numb to any sort of pain. If you really want to make this transition, then I would challenge yourself to make sure that you're building your pipeline and that, you know, you're spending time working on your business so that the pipeline is there and then you have a consistent process and system for keeping that pipeline humming because that's what you need to be successful in your business, not a rainy day fund that you need to depend on, but having a good system and process for bringing in that pipeline of of consistent new clients and new business um, and then obviously continuing to serve them well. All right. Um, our next email. Hi, Mike. First and foremost, it is an honor and a pleasure to be able to write this letter to you. It has been way overdue, but I have finally been able to put Profit First into action and open up my five foundational accounts. How pumped and excited and nervous I am. I have been working on opening this business since the year 2018 and now there is money in the bank to back up the name Game Show Time. Yes, what time is it? It's Game Show Time. 
a place where people can come to enjoy the thrill, excitement, and heart-racing fun of playing Beat the Buzzer Think Fast games with a live game show host. Leave your TV and come play in your community. I truly do hope one day you will get a chance to enjoy the game show time experience. I wanted to tell you that when I went to a particular bank to open my five foundation accounts, they set me up with an appointment with the VP branch and business banking manager of that location. When I told her I wanted to open up five accounts, she looked at me like I was crazy and said, you're joking, right? I told her no, and then I went into promoting Profit First without knowing it. She was skeptical the whole time I could tell, but as the branch manager, she did not want to turn down the check I was depositing. We went through the process of opening the accounts, and then she asked me to set up another appointment with her to go over the business benefits her bank offered. So I did. Guess what? I brought back with me when I saw her next at our next appointment. Yes, a fresh and clean straight out of the Amazon box copy of the Profit First book. I saw your video, I believe it was on Amazon about helping you with your books and said to myself, I got you brother and bought another book. She was honestly shocked but appreciative. She told me the head office had called her about me and asked what is going on? Why did you set up five accounts for this man? Then she had to start telling them about the book Profit First. You gotta love it. She's talking about Profit First to her headquarters and she hasn't even read the book yet, LOL. I just wanted to say thanks for all the work you've put into Profit First and for sharing the information with your fellow man. I'm excited to see the results of how Profit First will benefit me and my company. I must stay the course. I know the force is with me, but in all seriousness, thanks, Mike's, and continue to lead the charge in eradicating debt for the passionate entrepreneurs of the world. God bless. Cordell S. Cordell S. Kicking butt. Uh, I'm proud of you, Cordell. And I'll tell you, here's why I know you will stay the course is the fact that you stuck through the biggest resistance you'll experience from an outside party, which is the bank. Sometimes an accountant, usually the bank. The, the banks have no comprehension of how the system works. And to them, why do you need another account? Now, let me give you a little bit of the inner workings at a bank. Every account you set up requires the person setting up that account to fill out additional paperwork. It's consuming. It's a little bit of a tedious work for them. The resistance is you're bringing tedium to them. That's the most common reason they don't want to do it. Um, and more accounts, at least from their perspective, doesn't mean more money. Now, the, you know, the more money you've deposited the bank, the more the bank can leverage that money to make loans to other people and make more money off of money. You know, their inventory effectively is money. But they don't know the profit first system. By setting up these accounts, you're more prudent in your use of money and therefore you actually save more money with them. Sadly, it's still an educational process. We, we have well over 600,000 companies that have implemented Profit First. But if you look at the grand scheme of things on this planet, there's over 300 million small businesses. So, you know, we, we're not even at the 1% mark with 600,000. We got to get 3 million just to get to 1%. So the vast majority of bank managers or VPs or whoever you meet with, you'll be there first. And you need to see this through. The way Cordell handled it, my gosh, I love it, is, is show them the book. Because now what you're doing is not only are you setting up the accounts for yourself, you're breaking the ice for the next person in line. For the next person that comes in there and says, I want to set this up. Now the bank may even become receptive to them. 
we've have banks. Uh, North One is one that comes to mind immediately that uh, touts and accommodates profit first clientele. They want that because they know those are better run, fiscally run businesses. You know, the, these businesses that aren't run well, uh, you're depleting the accounts and um, they don't, they can't lend out that money. Maybe these banks want to lend you money because you're not making money, but you're a risk because you're not making money. So they want businesses that are fiscally responsible and healthy. So without knowing the system, they're actually curtailing the exact clients they want. They, they want someone to do profit first when they understand what the benefit is. And then with staying the course, I really have a feeling that you're on the path. The fact you've set these accounts, you're there. The other resistance you may face is with your accountant. She may come to you and say, you know what, I, this is more reconciliations or this is, this is not necessary. Both are not true. The, the reconciliations, we have so much analysis around this. It doesn't take any longer. Um, it's actually, in some cases, more efficient because money's pre-categorized to its intended use. Um, and it, uh, it absolutely does work. You know, accountants and bookkeepers that haven't experienced this with their clients uh, may say something doesn't work, but they don't, they're saying that without knowing. So you may experience that resistance. I just encourage you, maintain that fortitude. I think what you're going to experience in the next few months, maybe you've already experienced, is you'll see profit accumulating in that profit account. And my gosh, does that start building a profit muscle? My gosh, does that inspire us to keep going forward? Maybe to even amplify the percentages in our favor for profit and owner's comp and so forth. So I, I have a good feeling you're going to go the distance and uh, it's going to serve you well. The final thing I want to share is, is thank you for spreading the word too. That helps Danielle and me and so many others uh, significantly. The fact you're spreading the word just encourages, inspires more people to discover the system. Maybe it won't work for them, but maybe it will. And they at least need to be made aware of it. So thank you for sharing it. And, you know, I've heard from countless people, too, that, you know, the the courage that they got to go into the bank and open up those bank accounts, which is step number one of implementing Profit First, is getting your butt to the bank and opening those accounts, is literally, you, you don't have to give give it away, but just carry the book inside with you so that, like, here's the logic and reason I'm not a crazy person. Mike Michalowicz is the crazy person who wrote this <laughs> right, book right, who's right. telling me to to open these accounts. Um, but yeah, totally use the book and and walk into the bank with the book when you go to open up the accounts and then they won't look at you as crazy. There, there was an instance, Danielle, um, that I can't remember who it was, but someone walked into a bank and the uh, the they had the book in their hand and said, I want to set up five accounts. And the bank said, uh, no. And they said, yes. And the bank said, well, we're going to charge you fees for it. And they said, no. And the bank said, what are you saying? And, and then they, they opened the book and said, look here, on page so-and-so, if the bank says they're going to charge fees, you have the right to negotiate. And if they're not willing to negotiate with you, you can find another bank. And they said, look, look right here. The banker read it and said, okay, uh, no fees for you. <laughs> so seriously, you can use the book to your advantage. And like this episode um, and all of our episodes, we do have a visual recap. So we've got some bonus content um, on today's visual recap to support um, these great questions. If you've got a question or just want to drop Mike a line, um, I'm sorry, I should be prepared for this, but what's the email address? Oh, my email address? Yeah. That people can email these, these to you. I love it. So you can email me, Mike at MikeMichalowitz.com. So we'll have that in the show notes so you can um, <laughs> That's good. That's email fine. him. Sorry about that. 
But also, too, we have a list of Profit First friendly banks at ProfitFirstNation.com. Click on step number one, and that's where you'll have a template that you can cut and paste and send to your existing bank just asking to open up these additional accounts. Uh, But again, we also have a list of Profit First friendly banks, including a link to North One, like Mike mentioned. If you would like to work with a certified Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach who has the heart of a teacher and who can guide you on doing Profit First right, then also visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact to connect with one of my fellow Profit First professional peeps. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 